0: Welcome to Naked and Counting, the longest-running podcast serving the Afro-Latin dance community. I'm Magna Gopal. And
1: I'm Leon Rose. We're here to discuss the topics that you want to hear in an informative and light-hearted way. Hey, what's happening, Magna Gopal? How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, Leon. How are you doing?
1: Not too bad. It's getting cold over here. Same. Rain. It's getting depressing. I, I judge everything I judge the year by carnival. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when the last carnival happens for me, which is in Notting Hill Carnival in London, when that happens, everything else is depressing after that. Because <laughs> it was a time that I would have to go back to school. It was a time when the weather changes. It's a time when it gets darker earlier. It's just depressing. After carnival in London, everything is just depressing until maybe... I say February when Trinidad Carnival starts. So I think the year starts again. My year is between February and the end of August. That's Carnival period for me. But anyway, today's subject, I was speaking to someone recently and they was telling me they dance with a a well-known instructor. I won't say the name. The person was not necessarily a high-level dancer, just maybe just started or been dancing a little while, but not necessarily somebody that knew the difference between one and two at that time somebody just wanted to dance it was in a festival and they danced with this famous instructor and apparently they felt that this instructor was almost disgusted at the level that this person danced at and that got me thinking it's like wow that's that's crazy the actual perception that other people have of artists and they might not necessarily know what's going on. Maybe that person was arrogant. Maybe that person was an ass and was really disgusted. Or is that some kind of ingrained um, bias? I don't know. Is that something that uh, you may have had already? Or is it, I don't know. You tell me, Mike. Now, have you been through a situation where people have judged you for uh, being something else than... Than you are
0: oh yeah definitely i think there's there's a lot to be said about the expectations people have about dancers in general the dance in general and then of artists who I typically represent the dance form because i feel like the dance is fun right like we get yeah. into this dance and we're like wow this is a great dance look at all these people smiling and having fun And then we get on the dance floor, maybe when we're starting out, especially learning in a classroom setting. We get these partners who then we see at a a club or at a party and we know them. So we have this rapport already with them and we're having fun. Here's more fun examples of fun. And then we see artists, whether we're going to an event or that artist is visiting and we are almost expecting that artist to show up exactly the way we have experienced our dance so far. And I think it's like not understanding that people are different, first of all, and you're right. There are some assholes out there for sure, but it's like not understanding or appreciating that people are different or why they might be a certain way. I'll give you an example. It was way back when, when my toe was broken and it was a really long injury, like that injury, because I didn't take care of it, lasted two years. It could have been taken care of in eight weeks, had I just rested and let my bone heal. And I went to this event. I wanted to dance like I desperately wanted to dance. I should have not even attended the event, you know, but I wanted to dance. So I went to the parties and my toes wrapped up. I'm not even in dance shoes. I'm wearing flip flops. And I realized I couldn't follow because following required a lot of pivoting and it didn't allow me to be in control of the dance. So I never knew what was going to happen. And it was too painful if, if I stepped incorrectly. And so I was leading, but even with the leading, I couldn't just lead anybody because if somebody kind of pulled too heavily or uh, bumped into me or something like that, it would, it would be more pain. So I was picking dancers that I knew that I knew could follow and only leading that night. And this guy asked me to dance and he said, Oh, do you, you know, do you want to dance? And I said, I can lead you. Do you want to follow? And he said, no, 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 I'll lead you. And I said, well, my toe's broken. So I can't really do that much. And I'd rather avoid the the following anybody. And he said, well, we could take it easy. I'm like, I don't think you understand. My toe is broken and it hurts. And he's like, well, you know, a lot of people, and I don't think this, cause I've met you before. And I know we danced actually at this other club and you're, I know you're really cool. And you dance with everybody, but other people. And I love when they say that kind of shit, like just own your shit. You know, you want to say something, just say, I think, but, oh, other people think you're being really arrogant and snobby because you're dancing only with these like advanced dancers. And I said, do they notice that I'm not dancing with Everybody or, you know, like as a lead and as a follow that I'm only leading, do they see my toe is wrapped up? It's like, yeah, but it's because you're only dancing with those people that people think you're snobby and that you're saying no to other people because they're not good. And to me, I said, well, you dance with me, right? You just said you had danced with me before. You saw that I was dancing with everyone and saying yes to everyone. So why don't you go defend me? You know it you're you're telling me you know it why don't you defend me instead it's like oh i believe it trust me it's just everyone else thinks that and so that was really upsetting to me because i don't think anyone could read my mind and know that i was desperate to dance like i i, w- I was crying inside because i couldn't dance and the only thing i could do was lead and so when I could with the right person, that's who I would dance with. And that was the extent of my dancing. Whereas I would have loved to have been dancing with everybody that entire night, that entire weekend. And I couldn't, and it was painful to me. Like, yes, I was smiling and happy to see people and talk to people, but I was crying inside that I couldn't fucking dance, you know? And it was, that injury was two years long of pain, you know, where I was popping ibuprofen just to be able to, to make it through a performance or a class and so yeah there 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 were those moments in my life and in my career where people looked at me for the decisions I made or who I said yes to and said oh she's she's snobby she's arrogant she's uh, you know in her own head and clearly because she said no to me she's a bitch
1: yeah I thought that about you but (laughs) (laughs) No, the, let, let, let's, let, let's see we can create some controversy. I'm, we're not going to say the name, but you know who this artist is. Do you think the artist was being an arsehole or was just having a bad day? Maybe he or she had diarrhea. Who knows?
0: So given the person that I know we're talking about, I would actually venture to say that he was being a jerk. Uh-huh. And the reason I say that is because I've observed that person in many different environments and different interactions and could tell when there was a genuine, possibly just tired versus having fun, versus seeing someone they respect at a level of dance and then the way they would deal with anyone else who wasn't at the level that they felt they were at. And there was a very distinct change in attitude. And it, and you could see it happen person to person. And that's the only reason I say, I think that that person was probably being a jerk.
1: So if you want to know who this person is, you need to go and buy Magna a drink. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like 10 drinks if you think I'm going to just spit it out. So years
1: ago, I remember people I didn't have anything to write about me, but they found something. I don't know if you know about this. There was a website. I think I've talked about it before. There was a website that was talking a lot of nonsense about me and Mario and a lot of people on the salsa scene at the time. And one of the things that they used to write was that Leon looks at people and he's arrogant. Nothing I said, nothing I am standing up and, and looking, you know, because actually around that time, even though I'd already arrived at a decent level, I was still a little bit shy for the first I don't know maybe five six ten years I never asked women to dance
0: would you have considered yourself or would other people have considered you an artist at that time or were you
1: yeah I was already teaching I was already doing quite a bit of things so I was definitely in the beginnings of becoming something that I became and which are now semi-retired from no, I don't know. <laughs> I
0: don't know. <laughs> okay, don't. but you were an artist. Like, I'm just trying to understand because what we're talking about is the perception of artists.
1: And yeah.
0: right. So I
1: was I was an artist at that time. I'd already been performing, I'd already been doing stuff. I already had a name for myself. So this was their way of you know trying to bring me down. And uh yeah, it was just funny the fact that people without knowing me they had this perception, but also I thought it, it brought the reality back to me as well, because there was this guy that I used to work with. And I think we work in the same office or same region for between six to eight years, something like that. I would see him regularly and, but I never spoke to this guy. And the reason why I never spoke to this guy, because he looked like Hannibal Lecter. So in my mind, this guy was a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) So I would never say a word to him. And one day he spoke to me and he was the nicest person in the world, but it shocked me. It took me a while to process that. So I can understand how, without knowing who a person is, uh, you could judge and you could feel a certain way. Maybe you have some preconceived ideas of who this person is. But I think definitely we're in a we're in this small world of dance social dance and it does kind of include everybody because i thought everybody was just nice in South or in uh, in in latin dance but it, it's not the case obviously it's not the case but you know we have to kind of judge every situation as it comes and also just try not to put the the artist too much on this pedestal because we're all human right. <laughs> and actually doing that putting them on a pedestal pedestal could actually create a monster
0: <laughs> right that that too yeah at the end of the day I feel like you you say that you said it exactly the same you always thought that everyone in this latin dance community was nice and so, anything you experience that's not that makes you think that that person is clearly not nice. When maybe they're just introverted, maybe they're just hanging around and scared. Actually, like what you're what you're perceiving. It's like, can you read my mind? What you're perceiving as arrogance is actually fear and insecurity. And I think it would be useful, for sure, to treat everyone as a human. And as humans, we go through our own phases of whatever we're dealing with. And there are days where we are totally consumed with whatever happened in that day. And we're coming out to a dance event to just relax and, and kind of recuperate. And but we're still carrying that baggage and we don't realize it. And then there are people who, like you said, you know, you put them on a pedestal and you create monsters and now... These people are, in fact, jerks and assholes and and rude and arrogant on the dance floor. But if you can, one, approach the dancers, everybody, not just artists, but like your regular folks on the dance floor with that idea that these people are human. Maybe they're scared. Maybe they're nervous. Maybe they're shy. Maybe they're introverts. And if you don't want to talk to them or you don't want to ask them to dance, no problem. But don't judge the book by their cover especially when everyone's cover is often changing. Like that's the part too. Nobody's cover is a fixed cover. It's it's an odd book, but the cover keeps on changing. So don't judge the book by its cover. And if you really want to know, try a different approach, because maybe when you ask somebody to dance, and this has happened to me too, I remember going to an event, someone had asked me to dance and I didn't want to dance at that time. It was, I was hot and it was packed. The floor was really crowded. Like it would have meant pushing other people out of the way. I was like, Oh, you know, I'm not dancing right now. And this person could have just walked away and said, Oh, well, you know, she just danced with the person right before I asked her. And she just said no to me because she thinks I am this or that. Instead of doing that, he just talked, he just started a conversation. And I was totally fine with the conversation. I didn't want yeah. to dance, but I was okay with the interaction in a different way. So if you want to connect with somebody and yes, maybe the, the reason you approach them is to dance with them and you feel like, oh, they are they don't want to dance or they're just kind of on their own, test out the waters. See if you could have a conversation instead or be kind about it because the the monsters you create, you might not realize that, yes, there's that elevating someone to a different status that creates this monster of uh, arrogance and whatnot. But if you start being rude and start spreading rumors and negativity, and that comes back to that person, they might be the nicest, friendliest person to everybody, but they'll be a monster to you. Just because they're like, I remember you. You're the person who I said no to very nicely. And you turned around and badmouthed me to everybody else. Oh, and now you're back. You want another dance? Fuck you. So be careful with how you judge people and be careful with whatever you put out into the world. And that includes talking shit for no reason about uh, things that you don't know and that you were not willing to find out more about either.
1: And specifically to that artist that we were talking about, what would you just suggest to this person that asked them to dance?
0: Well, I would say, like, if you wanted to have a dance with this person and they danced with you, take that dance for what it is. Maybe it is a level of skill. When I first started, I sucked. I know there were people who saw me and maybe thought that because I was so confident in asking that I was probably a good dancer. And when they danced with me, they realized, nope, she sucks terribly. But I could sense that. And what did I do? I got better. Like, I didn't make that dance about that person's attitude towards me. I made that dance about my attitude towards the dance in general. I want to have fun. So I'm going to have fun with this dance no matter what. And I kept improving myself. And then in the future, when I dance with that person, that person was smiling. And so I never actually judged that person on the moment because they want something too, right? Like, maybe they're seeing somebody who's coming to them with this enthusiasm. They're like, all right, I'm about I love this song. I can't wait to throw down to the song. And damn it. I can't, you know, and I wished I didn't say yes to this person, but I did. So I'm here. But I also can't kind of change my attitude. We're being I'm not-
1: specific, huh? We're being specific.
0: Yeah. I, I, even with that person, I'm saying because I've danced with that person and I, <laughs> I had. a. And look, I you're telling me that this person who asked that artist wasn't at a great level, couldn't tell between on one and on two. And I was an artist asking that artist to dance. And I felt a similar like, oh, you know, you don't know how to do all of these things. And I'm better than you. Like, I felt that, too. But I had a great time. (laughs) I had a really great time dancing. And I would still ask that person again, knowing that because I would challenge myself. How have I changed as a dancer? How have I grown as a dancer? Can I match this person's energy and movements differently now than I could 10 years ago? Like, I just look at it as a personal challenge and less of an external, like, I'm not having fun because of you. Like, why do you give so- someone so much control and power over your mood and vibe and what you put out into the world?
1: I like that. I But personally, if that happened to me, I would probably, you know, spin the, my partner, bring them in close and whisper in their ear, listen to Naked and Counting and that's it and I suggest every one of you out there listening to this podcast wherever you are do me a favor do us a favor whisper in somebody's ear naked and counting actually don't do that
0: (laughs) no no do it do it do it do it I think that's a good one
1: yeah but whisper okay then but whisper correctly in their ears excuse me naked and counting you should
0: listen that's it yeah and if they don't know what that is, tell them that they can find us on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> at Naked and Counting. And if they want to know who the hosts are, check out at Mr. Leon Rose and at Magna Gopal.
1: Don't forget to listen to Magna's podcast.
0: Empowered with Magnus. See you guys in the next episode.
1: Till next time.
0: Bye bye.